here so um our next review and final review is going to be for another anime series on netflix and that is blue samurai uh blue samurai is the latest uh anime series on netflix um and it is eight episodes uh some hour long some about just 30 minutes and it's telling the story of you guessed it a blue eye samurai uh this mixed race samurai by the name of misu uh half white half japanese and throughout the series, you know, they say how much being person who is mixed race uh, is like you're impure, inbred, uh, you know, very much outcast in society here uh, because of that. And that's why you see in the series that she will cover up uh, her identity, like wear glasses to cover up her, you know, crystal blue eyes, you know, wear a big hat uh, where she kind of hides under it. And throughout some of the series, you know, she also, you know, to keep her identity uh, because she is, you know, is hunted at an early age, pretend to be a man, uh, very much like a you know, little bit of a Mulan situation kind of going on there, kind of pretend to be a man in order to blend in, uh, you know, escape uh, from authority there. Um, and this series, a um, lot of blood, a lot of violence, a uh, lot of nudity, as you'll see here. Um, and you'll see a lot of cutting people in half, uh, sliced in half, heads cut off, blood going everywhere. Uh, very much like Kill Bill. If you've seen Kill Bill, very much like that. Um, and there's even, I think even some scenes that are even kind of reminiscent of something like Kill Bill, especially as a scene where she's on the floor. She kind of spins around and cuts off a lot of the enemy's legs there. Uh, very kind of reminiscent of that. Um, and the character of Misu is played by an actress named Maya Erkison. Uh, Maya Erkison, who she's on a show called Pin 15, which is on Hulu, which I've never seen before. Um, so this is my, my very first kind of exposure to her acting. Um, I know she's also going to be in the uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith uh, reboot, uh, I guess, with Donald Glover, with oh, the TV okay. show. She's going to be in that. Um, so she plays the titular character of Misu. Um, you also have a lot of other familiar names here. You have George Takai is in this. Uh, you have uh, Masioka is in this. You have Brenda Song. You have Randall Park. Uh, Kenneth Branagh, who's in this, who plays one of the main villains in this. Um, and a large goal uh, that Misu has basically a revenge story uh, where she goes like, I'm going to find my father and I'm going to kill him. Yeah, he's the one that you know made me into this uh, mixed race person. And, and she doesn't even know who her father is. She just knows like, I know there was like four white guys in the time of Japan. I'm just going to hunt them, each of them down uh, and kill them. When, I don't know. Maybe some of them could be good guys. I don't know. Maybe just one's a, you know, all right guy, but it's like, no, nah, I'm just going to hunt all of them down and kill them. Um, so um, I got turned on in this series. I heard a lot of people talking about it online, wanted to check it out. The animation looked very interesting. Um, I was seeing behind the animation special that Netflix has on their YouTube channel where they discussed it. So they did a little bit of mix of 2D and 3D CGI animation here, combine those both together. Um, what did you think about the overall look of Blue Samurai there? I think it's a, it's a great aesthetic, honestly. I mean, you know, there's... Um... For years now, there's been a conversation uh, happening in, in anime in particular, because you're starting to see a little more 3D animation, a little more of that CGI stuff. And a lot of people are not a fan of it being used at all. Some people love it. There's, you know, I, I maybe lie somewhere in the middle where it's uh, depending on how it's used sort of thing. Um, but I think this is a, a really great example. I, I would put it um, kind of on the same shelf as uh, Trigun Stampede from earlier this year. 
where it's like when it's handled properly and there's you know there's a lot of care and attention to put into it that 3d animation can can work extremely well i think it's very fluid here uh, i don't i don't think it's ever looked too stiff uh it, it's very very smooth it's very fast uh that the, the actual like cinematography of the shots and the way that everything is framed i think is consistently cool there's there's one episode in particular where they um they do kind of a paralleling stories where where one half is this like theater production kind of being played out and kind of the the primary colors and like lack of shadows and really simple art in that is i think like maybe one of the best parts of it to really express just how how well 3d animation can work when you put the care into it mm, yeah um and you see that a lot of care is done with the animation style which is you know really good i think that's really well done um a lot of the voice performances is also here too i think they do very very well um and when it comes to you know a lot of the story like i said revenge plot and then you also have some other side stories here like you have the masioka character ringo uh who is a guy that she runs into no hands uh born handless uh there and his goal is i want to be a great samurai and he follows uh misu around basically trying to learn trying to you know uh from her because he sees that she can just take out all these you know guys one by one you know the huge horde of guys there she can just kind of take them all out um and gets inspired by that um you also have the character of uh darren uh barnett who plays uh tygen there who is kind of a rival uh of hers um he also has a slight relationship with the character brendan song uh who plays princess akima there who her whole storyline going on is that you know kind of a common story of a lot of women at this time especially born in the nobility of you know she has to get married off to another man and you know obviously you know basically treated like property there and her kind of fighting against that um and actually one be able to choose uh who the person she gets married to um and one of the main kind of villains that misu's kind of going after and trying to fight against is the kenneth branagh character here who plays fowler who's a smuggler kind of inventor he's trying to bring a lot of guns into japan uh you know kick off that new age there uh what do you think about a lot of the cast and uh, characters in this yeah, I think, I, you know, I was just, we were just talking earlier about Studio Ghibli and, and kind of what the, the kind of how stacked the English dubs for those uh, Ghibli movies are. And this, this kind of reminded me of that. You have a lot of people here. Another person, um, a name that I, at least I don't, I didn't think I heard do, especially mentioning uh, 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 they're almost being a, like a Mulan element to the story. Uh, but uh, Ming-Na Wen is in this too. Oh, is she? Oh, yeah. herself, yeah, she's the, um, you know, that kind of the head of the brothel, the, the lady that runs the, the business. Uh, the madam. Yeah. yeah, the madam. Um, but yeah, I, th- yeah, I think the cast is, is great here. Um, I, uh, I think uh, you have uh, really great character dynamics. There's, there's some real growth, too. Like, I, I, I really appreciated just how much some of these characters evolve in what is a relatively short amount of runtime. Um, I think Kenneth Branagh is great as this villain. He's so just kind of hammy at times, but then he, he but then there's moments where he'll start talking about his childhood too, and I'm like, yeah, I can see why you're kind of kind of see why you're the way you are. Um, yeah, I, I really I think uh, stellar voice performance throughout. Yeah, and I think it's a good story they're telling. It's not all just kind of blood and you know sex and titties and anime yeah. titties there. You know, it's got a good story kind of going on there. Um, well, you mentioned Ming-Na Wen, who plays the madam there. 
I think you know, that's a kind of a good story there of them trying to find a place in society there. And Stephanie Shu is also in this. Uh, I was just looking at the cast list. I didn't recognize her voice. Uh, she plays one of the workers there uh, under oh. the madam. Um, oh, that's very good. They can get you know Oscar nominee Stephanie Shu there. Um, Carrie mm-hmm. uh, Teganaga uh, Teganawa is here. Who people might know. He was Shang. Uh, not. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Uh, he's in uh, here. Shang Sun. Shang Sun is in here. Uh, who plays the? Of course. You're always in a samurai tale. You got to have a blind person, you know, blind swordsman here, blind blacksmith here. Um, and he's the one that basically raised Misu, taught her the ways of the samurai, gave her for a sword. Um, and it's a lot of great stuff there uh, with him. A lot of great humor as well with them and their kind of back and forth. And you see that Misu, she's led a hard life. I mean, ever since childhood there. I mean, her from, yeah. her, mo- from her mother um to where she was also in a similar situation where she had to be married off and she marries this guy who's like a disgraced uh, samurai there and you think like okay you know everything's gonna go okay and then where that story kind of takes a turn it's like ah shit you know like that's just depressing um yeah, that was brutal um so yeah I, I thought that was yeah i thought that was pretty good uh there where that's kind of story takes a turn so yeah what'd you think about misu the titular character here yeah, I really felt for her, man. I, I thought, I thought, uh, you know, for all the fictional characters that have hard lives that I've seen, say this year, I, this is one of the ones where I was, I was, I most often was just was like, get to the end of an episode and I'm like, damn, I'm I, like, I, I almost, I, don't, I wish I could just apologize to you directly. Like you, you're going through some hard stuff. Um, yeah, I, I mean, she, she also, you know, she has uh, a great a great and admirable perseverance through it but uh something i really appreciated and it reminded me of let's say like the first john wick she's also not like invincible either right she gets she gets messed up during these fights like there she she gets hurt bad and it doesn't it never feels easy it never it never feels like the the you know effortlessly cool action hero that's not, not that doesn't have to struggle to win uh, there's always a very real cost to to the battles going on, uh, and I, I was I and it, I think that made her all the more interesting and likable as a character. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned yeah, she does get she gets beat to hell in this a lot. You know what I mean? Shot, stabbed, you know, kicked, beat, punched. I mean, thrown against walls. I mean, you know, she a couple times when she needed one of those ice baths from Atomic Blonde. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, just total bloody, total a mess, and she just keeps going i mean you know and, and that is impressive there i mean it's it's not always an easy you know victory there which i did like a lot um yeah i, I think this is a you know it's always nice finding a good series that you know isn't i don't think this is an adaptation of anything i don't think it's not a no, it's like or, a completely original story as far as i could tell completely original story here kind of going on which is always kind of nice to see that you know just created this and the people who created this here you have michael green um, and say he's done work. I think it says they had Logan and uh, Blade Runner 2049, which I'm both big fan of there. Yeah. He uh, w- he wrote for that, uh, producing and writing both those. But he also did Green Lantern 2011. We'll just wow. s- scratch that from the resume there. And then <laughs> um, he, he's uh, his wife is also, he did this with his wife, uh, Amber uh, Nuzimu, uh, who's his, I uh, hope I probably said that name wrong, but uh, he did it with kind of his wife there created this when i believe i read that they because then because their child is is half white half asian and they it, it the idea for the story came from them discussing kind of their own child's future and, and place in the world and, and how she'd be treated 
in, mm. in a different time period. Uh, so having has such a kind of a personal reason to write the story, I'm sure that lends to why it has so much emotional depth. Yeah. And this is uh, Japan's Edo period, which is the 17th century. Um, is where this is taken. Place. Yeah, I, th- I want to say 1633 is the title card in the first episode. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, you know, very, very far in the past, they're dealing with that. Um, is there any kind of negatives for you with the series? I do have one, and it's it's going to be the most nerdy complaint I could make. But there is a there is a big thing with Kenneth Branagh's villain uh, coming in and you know, his his kind of plot to his political machinations that he's pushing through. And some of that has to do with using uh, uh, the Western European gun technology here. And I just I just want to say that going by how muskets were at this time, no, they do not beat skilled archers. (laughs) I'm sorry. And then in the amount of time that they take to reload, the accuracy at a distance that they had realistic time period, accurate muskets do not beat archers at this, at this particular historical period. Mm. Yeah. Now that you mentioned, they were kind of, it seemed like they were kind of just firing it off there. Yeah. Now that you kind of mission them there. And, and, and like they, I mean, and when, you know, you get these sequences of, yeah, it's like a volleys of archers and the volleys of, of guys with, with these muskets and the musket. I mean, it's like they have assault rifles the way they're blowing through <laughs> the guys with the, the going blowing through the archers and that that is one thing again it's it's a very nerdy complaint but as as a history a little bit of a history buff it did bother me how powerful they made guns come across at that because because guns really like you could get hit by one of those muskets and not die at all because the bullets were so weak still at the time um and and especially with the, the years and years and years of skill that it takes to be an archer of that quality um yeah no no way archers lose no those guys with the muskets would have been creamed in a fight in Mm. realistically Mm. did you like kind of like the kind of political stuff kind of going on with kevin brown trying to basically usurp you know kind of yeah i did think that was very interesting the the whole element of colonization that they're that they're tackling i think uh and then you know it plays into into yuzu's personal heritage being mixed race and the fact that her father was white um, and kind of this, you know, talking about European politics at the same time as Japanese politics. And but what I what I do think is really interesting, and uh, we'll see if if I, I I hope that this gets a season two. I don't know how, how popular this is ultimately or how much this is being watched. Uh, but I think an interesting element to it that could potentially be explored in the second season uh, would be the fact that Kenneth Branagh's uh, character is is Irish, um, and you know, if you if you want to go into the political situation of of England and European colonization at the time, having an Irish character, right, go into how the English treat other people, that could be that could make for some very interesting reflections of elements of how Mizu is treated here in 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 being of mixed race in this situation. I think you could do some really interesting stuff. With I do hope there is a season two. Uh, I do because uh, I am. I did enjoy the story. Um, I like a lot of the action here in it. I like the teacher character of Misu, um, and yeah, I I did enjoy this. I I do hope there there is a season two, and they do continue this story. Um, it does leave the door open for that. Uh, wow, way too close. 
uh, <laughs> uh, wait, yeah, yeah, yeah uh, they do do that there. Um, so yeah, uh, did you want to go into your uh, rating there, final rating for it? Yeah, yeah, no, um, I would, I would totally give this a peek uh, as well today. I, I, I ended up being super engaged again. Just really great to have something that's not an adaptation or a sequel or a remake. Uh, just getting something that's kind of wholly original, uh, very well done, lots of good character growth. Uh, you know, one small thing maybe I'd say is, I'm curious to ask how you felt about it, but did you think that the, the some of the needle drops were ever maybe a little distracting or like didn't quite fit? Um, yeah, they throw on some modern, you know, needle drops in here, like modern kind of hip hop or rock that they throw in here and some of the fight sequences. Um, that felt a little Western Quentin Tarantino like maybe, um, and some of that stuff there. I, uh, I didn't mind it too much. I can see how I could kind of take some people out of it, uh, there out of the sequence there. Um, you know, why not maybe use music from that time period and kind of maybe you know, pump it up a little bit, make it a little bit more, you know, cinematic uh, there instead of trying to more use more modern Western music there. Um, did that kind of take you out of it? Not like in a super significant way, but it, 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 I didn't notice it. It was it was like just enough for me to go like, oh, that's and I mean, you know, I also was watching it with the subtitles on. And so when I see who for whom the bell tolls like written <laughs> on the screen, that that I think is maybe what did it more than the music and stuff. But yeah um yeah so yeah i can see that uh for me um did, i'm sorry did you give what, what did you give it oh i gave it a peak peak okay give it a peak i think i'd give it kind of a tune in high tune in kind of territory there for me um like a lot of stuff they did there uh i am interested to see a season two like a lot of the vo vocal performances there um so yeah i think it has a lot of things going for it. like i said not a remake not a adaptation of something else like it's a original story there uh, which is always nice to see, um, and always nice to see this type of animation, you know, do so well. So I hope it, I hope it does. I think it's doing pretty well on Netflix. Um, hearing some people kind of talk about it online, so I hope. I, I know it's been in. The, it was in the top ten, like trending for at least like the first week or so. Uh, I don't know if it's, but that's good. Somewhat of a good sign, at least. Yeah, uh, but you never know with Netflix. I know they cancel stuff left and right. Right. Sometimes. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, a peek from you and a high tune in for me for Blue Eye Samurai there.